0: I'm Ava Hartling, welcome to The Brand Female, a podcast where inspiring women share their journey to unlocking their own potential. My guests on this bonus episode today are Chantal Pitre, manager of the Women Entrepreneurs program at TD, and Camille Beaudoin, program assistant for UN Women's We Empower. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs. TD helps women entrepreneurs achieve success and growth through its program of educational workshops, financing, and mentorship opportunities. Visit thebrandisfemale.com podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. For this interview today, I sat down with Chantal Pitre, who heads CD's Brand New Women Entrepreneurs Program, as well as Camille Baudoin from UN Women, and we chatted about the particular challenges for women in business, especially as it relates to banking and financing. We also learned more about what the UN is doing to promote equity and female empowerment in the workplace. Here is my conversation with Chantal and Camille, which we recorded just before a night of pitching and pairing for women in tech, organized by the Big Push Initiative, also supported by TD, which helps women with a sound tech startup idea to get connected with the right resources in exchange for equity. So Chantal, you've recently joined uh, TD, became in charge of the program for women entrepreneurs, which is very exciting, Um, and you've had uh, quite an experience in the field of banking up until now. So tell me a little bit more about the start of your career and what attracted you to that sector in the first place.
1: I started at Ernst & Young as a chartered accountant for many years, and then I wanted to be closer to business owner. So I joined BDC, Business Development Bank of Canada, um, years ago and I was matched with a mentor that was the leader in female entrepreneur.
0: We're here today at the Big Push in the Kitchener and that is part of the program that you've introduced at TD for, for supporting women entrepreneurs. I'd like to know more about what the bank is doing uh, specifically in that regard.
1: So, specifically, we are where first we're building a gender intelligence training for the bankers, for our colleagues, to make sure they understand uh, the unconscious biases and also um, the way that the segments uh, want to be served. Mm -hmm. Um, As an example, it's very different when a woman um, chooses their advisor, they will look for someone they can trust, for someone they can share, and they're comfortable. Uh, versus male, they're looking for efficiency. They want something that's very quick. Someone that's demonstrating success. Right. And how this is how they're gonna pick. So there's nothing that's better than another. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Um, UN Women, Camille, and our team will review that gender intelligence training program before we deploy it in two months. Mm, Fantastic. Another way that we are um, going about is uh, collaborating with companies like The Big Push Mm -hmm. um, for female and technology, specifically this organization, which does um, hands-on services against equity. Mm -hmm. So that's like an extension of the offer um, that we can provide. Uh, we're going to have many other collaboration coming up in the next couple of months, but it always has to be with um, organizations that will
0: help financing, um, mentoring or community support. Mm, right. And why is it so important um, and for Back like TD to have a sector that's specifically dedicated to women and not just blend that service into what you do for small businesses in general, for example?
1: Well it's important because like any other segment, we just we need to tell her to our clientele, we need to offer them what what they want. Mm-hmm. And specifically for women, because there has been social biases that has stopped some female to branch out by their own. Right. So it is our responsibility to create an environment where they'll feel comfortable mm-hmm. branching out, where they will take the leap of faith and where they will come and share with us, and this way we can help them and we can guide them.
0: Mhm. Um. I remember a conversation that you and I had several months ago now, and it was about um, the challenges and and obstacles that come with uh, financing services for women specifically. And you explained to me, and I thought that was really interesting that for traditional uh, bankers, the women entrepreneurs segment is not necessarily the most attractive, just from a purely Business standpoint, I'd like to know more about you know that challenge and um, how you overcome it as a banker that's dedicated to setting up solutions to help women in business. Yeah, so it
1: really just relates to business at the end of the day, and it's metrics. Right. So there, there's two um, roadblocks that we see uh, a little bit more often when it comes to women in business. Uh, and the first metrics is the industry that they're interested in. Mm. It's usually um, more in services. There is usually less collateral to take in guarantee. Right. So that's the that way that a banking system is, mm. is geared. So, what are we having in guarantee? So, that's number one. Um, and the other metric that we look at is net personal value. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, it doesn't mean that a certain gender is worth less than another. Yeah. Not at all. But the natural behavior of women is coming to the bank later than sooner. Right. So that means that they will use their funds and before talking to us, already they will
0: be worth less just because they decided to use their own equity. Mm, that's so interesting. It's
1: it, yeah, and it's really a, just about those two metrics that right. that sometimes could make it harder. Mm. So like what I say is don't use your own phone, don't do it yourself, it's like right. trust us, come and talk to us. Right. Like at the beginning, mm. let
0: us guide you. It's so interesting that men automatically have that reflex of just going to the bank first, right? Is yeah. it because women <laughs> think they know better or like we're <laughs> <Yeah>. better? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they they, no, 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 no. Like, there's a saying, which is, I think everyone has heard this quite often in their life, but like, and then like, right away, if they have a project, mm-hmm. and then they'll be like, hey, darling, can I transfer the house, the car, and my RSP under your name? Right. <laughs> I going to the bank tomorrow. <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> this is just a joke, but um, that's like the natural reaction. Of, right. Um, and then, verse no, a woman will be like, No, I can do it. Like, I'll start with what I have. Right. And by respecting what I have,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and by not going into debt, this way I'm managing my risk.
0: Right. It's just a different vision. It's a different mindset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it, could it be also that women are not so inclined to ask for help? And I know, in speaking to a lot of women entrepreneurs on the show, often what comes up is, they wish they had asked for help earlier in the process.
1: They did. Most women do say that, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I can speak in general for them. Yeah, right. Um, But you're right that I have clients that also say they get to a certain point of success, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever they want to call it, and they now become even more shy Mm -hmm. to ask. Because they say, oh, I should know this. It should have asked for right. a time ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then this trend keeps going and going and going.
0: hmm So yeah. Right. It's like a natural anxiety. That's why yeah. that's
1: why as a Charlie Bag, that's why we need to make sure that we are providing a comfortable environment
0: mm-hmm.
1: where they will start sharing and they will ask questions at any time. And there is no such thing as a stupid question.
0: Right. And I'm assuming that's also part of the training for the staff internally, right? When you yep. talk about gender intelligence is understanding how women entrepreneurs, you know, react and what kind of sport they're looking for. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. Mm. And like most genders going into business is a way of attaining wealth. Right deeper than that it's a way of accomplishing themselves Mm -hmm. a way of changing the world Mm -hmm. uh, and and pushing their own limits Mm -hmm. so we want to make sure that more and more women have um, those mentors and they have um, those uh, visions and those um, not idol but that inspiration that inspiration Mm -hmm. um, so we need to promote them like that's why the brand is female I think is is perfect because more women will hear about certain path yeah. more they will see themselves going into it mm-hmm. Yeah. that's also how we're contributing
0: mm. so what do women still have to learn when it comes to financing and banking and again we touched a little bit on not being afraid of asking for that support early in the process but often we talk about and i hate that there's that bias with women saying you know they're not going to be good with finances. They're not going to be good with the banking stuff. So what can we do differently? What What should women know?
1: I'm going to say it again, but to come to us earlier. That's right. Really
0: so funny. find a trusted expert, and that includes the bankers.
1: Very early on. Yeah. Um, and another thing is um, what will make a difference is when they are able to verbalize something complex, mm-hmm. so their services or the industry, yeah. in a very simple way. Mm-hmm. That's how you're gonna start having buy-in, and that's how you're gonna start pushing doors and getting what you want. Mm-hmm. And, and remember, like they need to understand that a banker, or when we say we're gonna write a credit,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's very impersonal words, writing a credit. Right. The story behind a credit And that's why I've said that since day one of my banking journey, is I need to write a story about the entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So it's true, there's financial statements, but if we don't understand what you're trying to accomplish, if if you don't know how to explain us a clear path to market Mm -hmm. in a simple way, how can we write and believe in you and give you the money? Right. Mm -hmm. So it's really like, think about like, we need to believe in the management, we need to understand where you come from. And... The biggest advice for female entrepreneurs specifically is be proud of your, of your mission and voice your, what you're trying to solve in the world. Don't try to change your language to adapt to supposedly the financial world. Okay. Okay. Be passionate, yeah. be vulnerable, right. be mm-hmm. yourself, like it's a strength. be mm-hmm. different, mm-hmm. show up just as you. Mm. Don't try to put yourself in any, any mold. Like that's what will transparency, and this is how you're gonna get buy-in from like anyone, mm-hmm. accountant, lawyer, banker, name yeah. it. People mm-hmm. want to help you because you will transpire your um um your passion is gonna show.
0: Basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes women they tend to to push it down a little bit too much. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: That's so interesting. It also makes me think of um, a guest I had on the show, the CEO and founder of Majuri, the e comm jewelry yeah. brand. Mm-hmm. And she's raised several yeah. rounds of financing and in her last uh, seed run, she was going around pitching you know, tech investors in LA and, and around California and she was something like eight months pregnant. <laughs> And that's it's, perfect it, it's, and often a woman would say well i'm not you know i'll take the back seat because i may not be looking or feeling my best right now but for her it was like no 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 i've never been more driven <laughs> this is like the last mile i'm doing this and it worked in her favor
1: yeah and sometimes i joke and i push it even further whenever she gets birth then go breastfeed on a panel. <laughs> like, that's exaggerated but, but
0: but
1: to say like yeah like yeah. We, are, own we own it mm-hmm. own it own it um, and that's a good example you just gave. Don't be intimidated by any titles. Don't be intimidated by any positions mm-hmm. and, and, and any vibes. Just just take everybody you meet as a humble human being. Give them the, the benefit of the doubt that they're there to help. Even though sometimes you do receive a different type of energy, yeah. mm-hmm. keep it positive. Mm-hmm. And that's just how you're going to like keep pushing the door and getting what you want.
0: So, do you, basically. (laughs) Exactly. And Camille, I want to hear about the Women Empowerment Program at the UN. So, tell us, what is that exactly? What's your mission? How are you helping women concretely?
2: Oh, that is a big question. So, the We Empower Program was started in 2018 at the G7 Summit in Charlevoix. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time they had the Gender Equality Council. Gender Equality was on the table. It was part of the discussion. So the We Empower program was born there. It's a program that focuses on encouraging businesses to adopt responsible business conduct, responsible business practices. Um, And it is based on the women's empowerment principles. So everything that we do bases Um, finds its foundation or finds its base there and it's kind of a program that helps to bridge the private sector and the public sector right when it comes to these gender equality women economic empowerment uh, conversations because we find that there's a lot going on in the public sector and NGOs and government these big ideas and then it's the organizations it's the businesses that actually have to put it on the ground and make it work because that's where most of the world works is in private, in the private sector. Mm -hmm. Um, so in, and sometimes there's a bit of a, a lag between what's happening in between both. So that's what the We Empower program strives is to build the bridges between the two worlds, I guess you could say. And as I said, it's G7 focused. So we operate in Canada, the United States and in Japan, Mm -hmm. and then we collaborate with all the G seven countries and the European Union. So the We Empower program is actually, um, it is a, a joint program. So I work for UN Women, and UN Women kind of puts it together. Is um, applies the program, and then the European Union is our paying partner, and the ILO inputs um, their labor
0: standards and that kind of stuff into the program um so you've mentioned the women empowerment principles part of your program so i'm really interested in hearing what those are and how they're applied
2: yes the women's empowerment principles are a lovely guide uh, for businesses that are looking to be more responsible about their gender strategy their gender conduct um being more gender responsive there's seven of them They're super broad, super vague. So it's easy for any organization to apply them no matter where they are on their journey to um, gender equality and women's economic empowerment. To Mm -hmm. give you an example, principle one is um, a recommendation that someone in your executive team or C-suite be responsible for gender or be responsible for diversity and inclusion just to have a a lead on this kind of work. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... Principle 7 is my favorite. It's all about transparency and accountability. Okay. So yeah. it asks organizations to be accountable to these commitments that they have made. Mm-hmm. Because UN Women is not in the business of going knocking on people's door and being like, "Okay, time to check your accountability right. on the women's empowerment principles." Like yeah. So businesses, if they're going to be signing on to these, they have to be serious about their commitment and actually put the work in. Mm -hmm. Because then you never know. You could have someone coming in for a job interview and say, okay, I would like to work with you. I saw you sign these women's empowerment principles. Tell me about your progress. Mm -hmm. Or when you're looking at it from a procurement responsive, uh, procurement conscious Uh, view you can have an entrepreneur who wants to do business with someone else and they say oh great this organization has signed the women's empowerment principles they're gender responsive they're responsible and then they ask about that about the principles and then the organization says what principles right Right. Mm -hmm. so Um, That's what principle seven is all about. The Mm -hmm. great thing about the Women's Empowerment Principles is that it's super easy to sign on. It's an online form. It probably takes tops 30 minutes if you you have to think through the questions Mm -hmm. and it's completely free and it will never cost anything, right? So it's a very simple way to say, hey look we're gonna do this and we're gonna do it well and then we have a plan to do it
0: okay and that was gonna be my question So, was if your business signing on or if you work for a company and you want to get your company to sign Mm -hmm. on that would be the first step is go through that online registration yeah what happens afterwards so
2: you go on to weps.org so weps.org and you just fill out the form and it'll tell you everything it'll be sent to our team in New York at HQ and they go through the whole due diligence and whatever and you get an email Email, bravo you have signed on to the principles um, and then after that it's kind of up to your team your organization to decide what you do with those principles whether you put together a gender strategy whether it's um, hiring a gender consultant to help figure where you want to go with these principles and um, and also we offer so many resources that you have access to once you have become um, a signatory, and even just as any individual who wants to use these resources, it's all on our website mm-hmm. um, empowerwomen.org. Great. Uh, so you can download everything. So there's uh, lots of things about, you know, there's women in tech, there's women in whatever industry, niche industry you want to look into, there's ways of implementing. Um, the Women's Empowerment Principles and at the end of the We Empower program because the program is three years long so at the end of this year we're going to be publishing this massive book kind of like a big binder of best practices Mm -hmm. pulled together from all organizations around the G7 so let's say you're a small business that focuses on I don't know On textiles in Canada and you want to see what they're doing in France that could work for you Mm -hmm. or in another G7 country that's in a similar industry similar size then you can pull those strategies and best practices from those other countries so it's really a lot
0: of connecting people to share ideas and I believe uh, part of your campaign is uh, what you call hashtag Flex for Empowerment. <laughs> yes, uh, love, love that hashtag, love the name. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about that campaign specifically.
2: So the Flex for Empowerment campaign, I, I do love that hashtag too. That's <laughs> a, a good one. It's a good one. It took us a while to figure that one out. Um, the purpose was to, number one, bring more awareness to the We Empower program and get more Canadian organizations to sign on to the women's empowerment principles and it has been quite successful so we've gotten I think 10 new signatories in just a couple of months from oh, fantastic. yeah and I know I say a couple of months it takes like several months for organizations to sign on because they have a lot of approval levels to have to get through but right um, but the other thing we wanted is that we've been finding that a lot of the conversation about gender equality and progress and women's empowerment principles can be a little bit negative. We don't have equal pay. Women are still staying at home with the babies. Mm -hmm. We don't have work life balance. We don't have this. So that's like really drowning Mm -hmm. and exhausting and it can be toxic Mm -hmm. when we only focus on that. So the whole purpose of flex for empowerment, we wanted people to brag about what turn, is turn it into a positive. Yes. System. Brag and tell me what is working for you in the workplace. Mm-hmm. What policies has your manager put in place or your organization to make it easier for you to live your best gender equal life. Right. So right. that's the flex for empowerment. And it's still ongoing so anybody mm-hmm. can take their phones and use the hashtag and go and flex for empowerment. So we wanted to just bring a little bit more positivity and a little mm-hmm. bit more light. Um, to the situation so that we can
0: reinvigorate people and keep them motivated to do the hard work, the Mm -hmm. hard, difficult, draining work. Well, it reminds me, too, of, you know, we touched on how women often are, you know, they're not owning up their success or what they've built from a business standpoint. So that whole message of, you know again own it do you be proud of what, yeah. who you are and what you do imposter syndrome is real. really taps into yeah. that yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's and one thing that comes up yeah. exactly that's the one thing that comes up the most i would say is when i speak to women entrepreneurs they all talk about how they want to be you know more uh, feeling more in power about what they've accomplished going with that positive energy Mm -hmm. when they're, you know, meeting, whether it's to get investors financing or, you know, and speaking with suppliers. So I think that whole message of flexing is is really (laughs) interesting. (laughs) This season of The Brand Female is made possible with the support of TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs. Confidently building your business takes sound advice, plus guidance to the right connections, tools and resources. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaboration-based approach. They work with both internal and external partners that can provide education, financing, mentoring, and community support. TD employees are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. They can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship opportunities, and they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. Now, let's go back to my conversation with Chantal and Camille. We're actually, today, uh, we're meeting here just before the Big Push uh, which is an accelerator for women entrepreneurs supported by TD as part of your program that you set up, Chantal. Um, I'd like to know how, in your opinion, does a platform like Big Push contribute to the success of women entrepreneurs? And I'll, I'll ask you about that question, we'll start with Chantal since it's part of your initiative.
1: Yeah, um, so the Big Push is one of their rare organization. Um, that will be hands-on in helping those female that are in business mm-hmm. um, so it's equity against services right and the way and thinking behind it is that venture capital money doesn't go to everyone mm-hmm. and that venture capital money is um, not a chartered bank's responsibility either right It's the stages before becoming bankable right so us as bankers it is within a responsibility to guide those women in technology that are looking for venture cap money, Mm -hmm. to direct them and guide them towards getting it. Mm -hmm. The big push, what it does, is then gives them like, there's expert in law, Mm -hmm. in design, in in accounting, uh, in marketing, in HR. All of those resources are crucial for the company to get set up right. and to have success mm. and to become bankable. Mm-hmm. So usually they don't necessarily have the money to pay for good services.
0: Yeah, to hire all of those suppliers that they need basically to help them in, the, in those areas. Yeah, and that's
1: what Venture Camp Money does also. Mm. Yeah. like it, it, it helps you, yes, um, produce your product and, and develop yeah. your idea, but then it supports all the
0: admin. Yeah, and helps you pay with marketing, with uh, you know yeah. whatever expert you need to bring in.
1: And the big push, well, you give a little bit of equity in your company against that service, mm-hmm. so it's basically setting you up for success.
0: Right, without costing you with- an arm and a leg from at the start of your business.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's how um, this organization supports. I think very well that specific industry is specific needs. big
0: Right and can be for you with the program that you're running uh, at DUN, what's your take on the role that the Big Push can play? I see it as help with the imposter syndrome,
2: going back to what we were talking about. When women um, want to start something new, I think that's probably one of our biggest problems is the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that goes for anyone, but uh, organizations like the Big Push, for example, they kind of open the door and help do away with the imposter syndrome and saying, Hey, look, this is exactly for you. It's for women. It's for this. It's for that. It builds, it lists the criteria so that it makes it more factual and easy for you to come up and say, okay, yes, I'm a woman. I'm in this industry. I need this kind of money. I need these kinds of people. And it makes it easier just to get in the door and actually start what you're what you're trying to do Mm -hmm. it's a way of seeking help yeah yeah Yeah, exactly it
0: all it all comes back to that basically um so for women entrepreneurs who'd like to tap into mentorship to be paired with you know experts uh whose services they can use um where can they start how can they bring their idea to those potential partners
1: yeah, well, this all depends on their ages and the industry. Mm-hmm. So we have collaborated with different organizations depending on that. Uh, it's all on their website. So Women entrepreneur website of TD. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but as an example, Women in tech for mentorship, uh, and also to get ready for C, E, A, B, C, is the big push. Mm-hmm. When it comes to young entrepreneurs, um, that has a that has a startup idea. Um, then we have a program coming up with Futurpreneur right. who will give them a $15,000 loan and it will come with mentorship because mm-hmm. it's proven that when you do have that, you have way more chances to pass it two years. Mm-hmm. Um, then from all ages, all industry across the country, uh, we have a, another collaboration coming up with Forum for Women Entrepreneurs. So everybody can apply online uh, when they're a TD, uh, client, they have a discount. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And then we also are taking an angle when it comes to procurement. we touched a little bit on procurement, how important it is. So we will have some session with WeConnect International, which mm-hmm. is a certification for diversity. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and then we'll walk them through uh, the benefit of being certified and also to tie the bow, help them uh, get the contracts and then do international mission with us. Mm-hmm. So I would say this is another type of mentorship mm-hmm. that touches another uh, subject
0: very interesting um, I want to ask you both so if you had to give your top and we, we've talked about the imposter syndrome mm-hmm. the need to flex more <laughs> um, if you had to give your top three advice to a woman who wants to start a business or may, maybe has initiated her startup what would it be? So maybe we'll go to I you. think we
1: both have the same uh, idea. Yeah. yeah. We we like,
0: ready? Three. Do two, two, <laughs> no. Be you. No. Yeah. Well, it all comes down no. to be you no. and all that.
1: Make, it, embrace your, like, let's start at the beginning. Embrace your vulnerability. Yeah. Uh, it's a strength. Mm-hmm. It makes you a good leader. Yeah. Um, and it makes you connect mm-hmm. with people. So embrace that time. Mm-hmm. Like, in the spiritual way, we call it a little bit more like the yin side, mm-hmm. not the yang. And it's not because you're in business that you have to develop your yang side. Mm-hmm. And you have yes. to show up as someone else. Um, so number one, be vulnerable. Yeah. Embrace. It's a strength.
2: It's not a weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, For the rest, gimme. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, and this is something I have learned, um, is don't ever, 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 and I repeat, do not ever do this. Try to change yourself. Mm -hmm. in the process of trying to get what you want because it won't be what you want in the end if you have to change yourself to get there right that you will not be you anymore i don't know if that makes sense um but if people don't accept you they never will Mm -hmm. um your true self will will resurface some way or somehow and you'll just be miserable and unhappy and nobody Mm -hmm. wants to be on. I don't wish unhappiness on anyone. Mm-hmm. It's too heavy. <laughs> so never, ever, ever change who you are. Just trust that who you are mm-hmm.
0: is what you need to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so authenticity, yes. vulnerability. So don't be afraid of that. And then obviously go to the right experts. Come, so get that support. Come to, your,
1: your, yeah, come to us, to, to your network quicker. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And, and I
0: think that's what's changed too, is that now there is, uh, you know, the, the, the world has changed in the past mm-hmm. 10, 15 years. Now, first of all, there's more resources for small entrepreneurs in general, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. business startups, and now, you know, companies and banks like TD are equipped to deal with women entrepreneurs specifically so it's not you know again you don't have to pretend to be somebody who's done this forever or Mm -hmm. already knows everything right it's really about just being who you are and then getting the right help and the right support Mm -hmm. from the start
1: yeah and always always make your passion transparent whoever Mm -hmm. it is in front of you
0: all right so we've got authenticity vulnerability passion and then get that support yeah Mm -hmm. and the
1: reason why i say that and the reason why i'm not focusing on the numbers and get your business plan in order it's because it's already in order. Right. And, and because I see too many mm-hmm. female entrepreneurs trying to get in a, more of a masculine mold, Right. And that's why it's like, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't you don't need to do
2: that. No, you don't you need don't, to change yourself. <laughs> no, you don't need to. And It's I,
0: something very common that needs to stop. I a lot of the women entrepreneurs I speak to, um, also, <clears throat> they will wait because they think, your model's not good enough yet. Like, your business is not where it should be yet. They haven't, you know, sold enough. enough We'll
1: tell you. Like, we're not going to judge you. Yeah. It's a normal step. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and I had a question and this is one of my favorite questions to ask guests on the show, but we've already partly answered it and it's, What do you wish women would do more of? So now, not necessarily women entrepreneurs, women in general. In 2020, what's your wish for women? I wish they did less. Yeah? Because they do too much. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a
1: joke. I just find it's a common thing that women do a lot. Uh Every sphere of their life can be fulfilled by themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's not how it's supposed to be. Just do less, and, I mean, at home with your friends, with everybody, mm-hmm. and do more for you. <laughs> yeah. That's Actually, really what place.
2: I was gonna say was along like I don't along those lines. I don't I don't wish for women to do anything more. Me neither. Because you know, over the last twenty years, let's say we've we've started to uh, you know everyone's comfortable with the fact that women can do anything. So now we expect women to do everything. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. No. Don't don't do more don't don't you don't need to be more outspoken and you don't need to be more outgoing and mm-hmm. you don't need to be more this or more that yes. you just need to be mm-hmm. that's that's if if you are really outspoken and really outgoing that's great that's how you are that's what i was trying but to. Mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. be
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. that's what i would say okay so back to authenticity we'll yes. remember that <laughs> message so uh, very excited to see um, who we have pitching uh, tonight at The Big Push. That's sure to be very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for everyone who's interested, uh, thebigpush.com, I yeah, believe. Totally. They can visit and obviously um, the portal for uh, T V services for women entrepreneurs. Which, which we're is great. on your portal exactly. because of
1: our collaboration. And thank you because I'm really looking forward of having these client coming here and talking about their journey because of your great podcast
0: they'll gain visibility and that's another way that we're championing them by collaborating with you well we're very excited to share all those uh, inspiring stories from <laughs> women entrepreneurs and thank you uh, both of you cami and Chantal, especially for everything you do for women entrepreneurs so excited for the big push and thank you so much for speaking to me on the brand is female Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's show. A huge thanks to Camille and Chantal. If you liked our episode, don't forget to subscribe and give us a rating on the podcast app of your choice. Thank you to TD Bank Group, women entrepreneurs for their support of The Brandis Female. If you are a woman entrepreneur, check out TD's services and find out how you can benefit from their support. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo.